Democratic Social Club of Alexandria proudly presents Liberally Social School Board Edition, a podcast about who are all these local candidates and which ones am I voting for? We get it, and we're here to help. Listen as we take each candidate not out, but in for drinks to discuss what on earth is happening. We want to be really transparent about our agenda. We want to help our fellow Alexandrians get to know hyper-local candidates, like actually get to know them socially. We are definitely not journalists, but we are the kind of people who would have a podcast about city politics. So we're just going to throw ourselves some virtual parties, invite candidates, have great conversations, and record them all for you to listen to as you address a pile of thank you notes for ACPS teachers, because how do they even do it? The plan this time around is to introduce you to the candidates in the two competitive school board districts, A and B. No, not all of them. Only the ones you'd actually consider voting for. You know, because they aren't Trumpers, they support masking at school, and altogether they have exactly zero pending lawsuits with ACPS. We have standards. And there's no time to waste. We're cutting our episodes in half. We've got to get you prepared to vote by November 2nd. So let's go. Get ready for our Hot 90s jam. All right, let's all introduce ourselves so everyone knows who's at the pod party tonight. I'm Sandy Marks. I'm Ann Vaughn. I'm Kristen Weber. And I'm Marta Schantz. And now let's raise our glasses to incumbent candidate for school board in District A, Jacinta Green. Oh, and she's wearing green. Are you surprised? Never. (laughs) Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me. I'm so excited about the podcast. Can I say that you guys are all so beautiful? Aw. We know. know. (laughs) We know. (laughs) All right, Anne, it's all you. Okay, so let's get this party started. And what is a party without games? One of our goals is to ask questions we couldn't find by just Googling you. So we're gonna ask you some questions from our very scientific list of essential questions for assessing a person's character. Your job is to give as many answers as you can, rapid fire in just a few minutes. So short answers are really, really good. Got it? Got it. Okay, here we go. So what have you binge watched during COVID? Let's see, Homeland. Um, yeah, Ooh, good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Homeland is good. I what is say Bridgerton? <laughs> it's okay. Bridgerton. We all know Bridgerton. Bridgerton was awesome. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> we all watched Bridgerton. Okay, who is your favorite teacher? Oh, it was Mr. Savino, my hist- American history teacher in 10th grade. Ooh, would they be surprised that you're running for school board again? Not at all. <laughs> what kind of student that, were you as a kid? He said he uh, always uh, always thought and still thinks that I'm going to run for president one day. So I all still right. keep in touch with him. Yeah. Okay, Madam President. All right. What kind of student were you as a kid? I was a very serious student. I took my education very seriously. Um, I come from a family of educators, so there was no option at public public education educators so we yeah I was the student if the answers were in the book that was given to me I handed it back because I wanted to do the work on my own oh no oh my god (laughs) 
Do you have a song that has been stuck in your head recently? A song. Oh, let's see. Well, any new edition song is always stuck in my mind. Anyone. <laughs> and, you know, you say 90s music uh, that you uh, all the intro music. That's all me. So any <laughs> 90s music, but really new edition, you're going to have me dancing all over the place. <laughs> okay. Ding, 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 ding. That's time. <laughs> there is time. Thank you so much, Jacinta. I will be passing you over to Kristen. <laughs> The name of our first very serious segment is, why would you do this to yourself? And also, thank you for your service. In episode <laughs> one of our school board series, we talked to some former student representatives to the school board about the things that motivate people to run for school board and why that matters. So tell us, what's your motivation for running again? Again, well, you know, I believe in what I had in my mind the very first time is that I would not allow myself to just run for one term. Any school board in any jurisdiction deserves a board that is consistent. Um, and currently we only have three incumbents running um, for this next term. So it'll be a board of six new people. And with a board, you need institutional knowledge. and. For, you know that knowledge that will carry through with the plans that you put in place, particularly with our strategic plan, which is equity for all. You need to have people at the table that put that together. And I was the actual school board representative that sat in on the planning committee for the strategic plan. So it's very near and dear to my heart and I wanna see it carried through. So that is, that is one of the main reasons, but also because public education, um, advocacy is who I am, is what I do. And I absolutely want to make sure that public education in Alexandria can be the best it can be for all students. Well, you sort of gave us a, a little look into your, some of your personality qualities like advocacy. What other personal qualities do you think you have that make you a great school board member? You know, I, um, I have a heart for service, Kristen. And I moved to Alexandria in 2002 because people told me two things, that you can find great rent you know, you can find places to rent in Alexandria. And also it is a place that you will be able to get involved. It, it is a place that is all about community and getting involved in activism. And so I immediately in 2002 joined the Alexandria Democratic Committee and jumped right in, um, helped, to, helped to revive the Alexandria Young Dems um, along with some great, now we call ourselves seasoned Young Dems. And <laughs> Yes. And, you know, did some fabulous things. I also served as the chair of volunteer coordination. So I'm very passionate about um, making sure that all Democrats are also elected in our city. Um, those people that share my values. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much. And now I've got to send you over to Marta. Yeah. All right. All right. Woo! <laughs> Our next up is a little segment we're calling Friend Me, uh, because one side effect of the COVID shutdown is the advent of these online parent groups, some public, some private, some that have organized around very singular issues, uh, which which all have their pros and cons. Uh, are you are you in any of these groups? Like, give us a scoop. What's going on? Sure. No. Um, well, I am in all that allow me to join. Okay. Some some won't allow school board members to join. And <laughs> I love to 
I love to be able to reach out to people if they have a concern. That is the school board member that I am. People can reach out to me and I want to reach out to them. I want to hear what people think, what, what, what concerns them, how can we make it better? Um, it is important for all school board members to be accessible. We are elected to make sure, like I said, that we provide the best public education system possible. And that is done through community as well. You know, community, the school system and the school board all working together. I like to call it a three-legged stool. So I have joined all parent groups that will allow me to join. And, you know, they, they offer great ideas. They offer great suggestions that I can then take back to leadership to be like, let's think about this. You know, maybe we're not right in this because we're not always right, you know, and having people looking in from the outside in, it helps. It helps to create another perspective. And Jacinta, how representative would you say that of the community are these groups? You know, I think it's very segmented, um, Marta. Um, you know, whatever agenda they're trying to push, that is the group that, you know, they create. And that's not necessarily how things should be. It should be open community groups where we talk about a plethora of things that are happening and that all people can join. And you're not kicked out because you have another you know, point of view. Um, I, I would just like to see more groups like that. All right, well, thank you. Sandy, Folk, you're up. My turn. <laughs> For our next segment, we'd like you to know that it is called Quit Poking Me, a plea to communicate outside of Facebook, but also not in person because of COVID. She didn't laugh. Okay, it's not funny. Fine. All right. So we just talked about what's happening on social media a little bit. Mm-hmm. Issues tend to arise there. Sometimes they boil over and become reality and not just social media fodder. The question is, in your opinion, are the issues that are being discussed there the ones that we should be talking about in real life or put differently, what issues should we be talking about? What do you wish parents were talking about online? So Sandy, I think everyone should be able to talk about whatever issue is bothering them or concerning them because that is what's affecting them. We need to hear all sides. We need to hear everything that's going on in the community and try and fix it the best we can or to come up with the best plan possible for our for our school system. Um, So so, yeah, I I think that they should be able anybody and everybody should be able to talk about whatever they want to talk about. But keep an open mind that you know, this is a big ship to turn, you know, and you have to go through proper channels in order to make this ship turn. So everything can't happen immediately. It has to go through a process when you're on a school board or on any board. So what issues do you want to address? Like, forget about what's being talked about right now, what the popular issues are. What should the, like, what, what are, what's the good stuff we need to think about? Sure. I would love to see people rally around our teachers. There is a national teacher shortage and we have the best teachers ever in Alexandria City Public Schools and they need support. They are really going through it right now. Um, Can you imagine, well, they pivoted like they're professionals to teach online for 18 months and now we're coming back and it's like, okay, 
you got to get to know these students pretty quickly. You got to bring them up to speed. You got to bring them up to grade level. And then we want you to do X, Y, Z, one, two, three as well. We need to let our teachers teach because we have a situation where kids have gone through, each and every kid has gone through something different in their lives over COVID, over the pandemic. And we need to make sure that they are okay and make sure that the teachers are, are okay and in, in supporting them. So it's just really, really important that we rally around our teachers so that we can keep them here in Alexandria City Public Schools. And that takes moral support, that takes monetary support, that takes training and development, that takes respect, you know, that takes, hey, let's, let's send our teachers some gifts and thank them for what they're doing so that they're appreciated. Let's rally around that because that can only make our school system better. They are the backbone of our school system. Our listeners can't see that Kristen and Marta and I, our heads are just bobbing along. Yes, respect those Yay, teachers. teachers. Yay, I know. teachers. Usually, teachers. we don't like to usually respond because we don't want to be like, yes, we agree with this camp. But like, how could you not agree with that? It's a, seri it's a serious topic. It truly is that needs to be addressed so that we can retain our best teachers. Absolutely. All right. On that note, on that high note, Kristen, she's all yours. All right, back to me. Welcome to my segment called Equity, The More You Know. <laughs> equity is the word of the moment across our city, but we here at Liberally Social believe that equity isn't just policymaking, it's foundational and it requires homework. What homework have you personally done to understand the history of systemic racism and white supremacy in Alexandria? and specifically how it impacts our schools? Well, you know, there was uh, a whole book written about that, Building the Federal, federal Schoolhouse. Um, if, if you have not read it, please read it. Um, it goes from a very contentious time in Alexandria City Public Schools to even some current times and things that we're still dealing with. And when you look at the uh, achievement gap, and that's, you know, basic terms are black and brown children are not performing in schools as well as our white children. And that comes from years and years of a system that has not truly embraced how to teach those kids. I think um, cultural competency um, needs to be at the forefront. Um, Alexandria is, is such an interesting town. Uh, to, to read up on the history and all that has happened, um, in the last hundred years, you it would it would amaze you because you'd think not in Alexandria. No, this couldn't have happened here. Um, things did happen, and it took some very very passionate um, activists uh, that were able to to make headway to to be able to be placed on the school board um, to be able to change some things. But we are still in a situation where we're not doing the best we can academically for our students. And this is the time we need to get back to basics. We need to get back to the academics. We need to stop politicizing issues. We need to teach our kids. And, you know, we need to figure out why is it that our students, you know, are not performing as well. It is the biggest issue when it comes to equity in our school system. And if we don't figure that out, we are not going to be as successful as we can be. And it's going to it's going to take some really hard conversations and a lot of difficult work. And I think we're on that right path. And I'm just so thankful that 
we have a school system that does believe in that. We have, you know, a superintendent that believes in that. But, you know, we've been through a lot in the past 18 months, past couple years, where it's now going to be even more work. So we need to dig in and make sure that it happens from an equity standpoint. Well, and you said earlier, equity for all was part of your, um, something near and dear to your heart, I believe is what you said. Mm -hmm. So can you just tell us something that came out of that or something that you're proud of? Or um, what, what is this really sort of setting us up for? Sure. Um, it's, it's quite a few things. It involves um, making sure um, we set up an audit for our special education program, which um, we truly uh, need to focus on. Those kids deserve the very best education as, as well as everyone else. Um, and for far too long, they've been neglected. So there have been uh, things that have been put in place through a, a special education department audit. So adding in um, more supports for that. There is a focus on K through two uh, literacy, which is very near and dear to my heart because um, I started a reading program in public housing here in Alexandria. Or a couple of your kids recorded for our podcast earlier. So. Oh, that's Yes, and, readers. and they and they are so wonderful. I love them dearly. They did a good job. They, they were great. And then also um, the graduation rates for um, Hispanic males. The numbers are not good. I mean, like maybe 30% of our Hispanic males were graduating from high school. Yeah. Um, so very, very serious issue. Um, that, you know, we put in that in that equity plan. So various it, 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 it encompasses many different areas that we've had to work on for many years that weren't focused on. And now they're being focused on. And then, of course, um, the achievement gap from a standpoint of math and, and literacy as well. One more, one more thing that's very important and near and dear to my heart, TAG and the overlooking of minority students in the TAG program has been an issue for many, many years, and that is addressed in the Equity for All plan. We have to drop that in our show notes, Sandy. <laughs> what, we, <laughs> what, for what? all plan for oh, your midnight okay. reading. We will, we will. All right, thank you so much. Jacinta, I'm passing you back to Anne. Thank you, Kristen. Okay, Jacinta, here's the time where you get to humble brag on yourself. Hello. So do you have any organizational or group or even personal individual endorsements that you would like to share? Anything you're especially proud of? We'll, we'll promise to give you a big round of applause. Thank you so much. Well, I mentioned a little bit early about my Ruby Tucker Readers program. That program is um, housed in the Ruby Tucker Community Center which is in uh, public housing through AHA here in the city. And, you know, it changed my life um, when we were able to get that started. Um, and to see the love of reading, you know, blossom in children that, that truly don't have anything else, children that have not gone anywhere, but from their neighborhood to school and back to their neighborhoods. It is a program that, um, you know, volunteers have, have dedicated, you know, we have volunteers that have been there for over 10 years, you know, had babies and, you know, grown families and stuff, but still came back because they see the difference that it's made uh, in our children's lives. Through COVID, um, we weren't, I wasn't able to keep the, the volunteers weren't able to, to come, but I, AHA allowed me to keep the program running 
And so I was, we were able to set up outside and then inside. And then our hard workers were able to uh, help me keep the program running because honestly, if we took that program away during COVID, those, those kids would have nothing, nothing at all. And we provided them food. We were able to get donations from, from wonderful, wonderful people in the community where we were even, we were able to expand the program outside of just being a reading and literacy program. So it is near and dear to my heart. Um, we're always seeking volunteers. Would love for people to reach out to me to become a volunteer. You will fall in love with these beautiful, beautiful children who deserve, you know, who deserve this and so much more. And this, this is in great conjunction with what I do on the school board because, you know, it is helping me see what's going on in our communities and seeing, you know, how how what I can advocate for that they might not be getting you know, as an underserved group in our school system. So it is something I will be doing long after I stop doing anything else. I will continue to do this program. Do you have any endorsements that you want to give a special shout out to? It's right there oh, on oh, your background. Oh, I'm sorry, that endorsed my campaign. Yes. yes. Um, Moms Demand Action. I'm a gun sense candidate. Yes. Also, um, this is the second time I've been endorsed by... Um, the EAA, the Teachers Association. So I got it. I was endorsed in 2018, and now they have re-endorsed my campaign here in 2021. So very thankful for them. And you you hear how passionately I talk about our teachers. I definitely will go to the mat for our teachers. Um, they deserve our very best, and that is what I plan to make sure we provide for them. But also, you know, also my Ruby Tucker readers, they endorse Miss Green. They endorse me. I didn't know you'd done that for 10 years. Yes. Yes. But you're so young. I am. (laughs) Just think of that's it. You made it. You made it through the gauntlet. I know it feels like we just started. I want to talk 30, 40, 50 more minutes. I don't want to go. We would like to, please, you know what? You want to just stay on and interview Fran? <laughs> I would love that. I'm just kidding. So very awesome. I thank you all for doing this. So nice yeah. to just be, you know, be with like-minded people with the same values. It's just, it's been refreshing. I appreciate you so much. Oh, we appreciate you. And with that, it's time to turn the lights up and turn the music down as our podcast party comes to a close. I love these school board interviews. Catch you next time. This has been another episode of Liberally Social School Board Edition, brought to you by the Democratic Social Club of Alexandria. We'd like to thank our guest, Jacinta Green, incumbent candidate for school board in District A. We'll put Jacinta's website and donation link in our show notes for you. Be sure to listen to all of the episodes featuring candidates from your district so you can call yourself an educated voter and school your friends on this race. Check our show notes for a link to the school board voting district map so you can get yourself oriented. Join the Democratic Social Club on Facebook or follow us on Instagram at DemSocialALX for more information about the Liberally Social podcast. The creative and manual labor that's making Liberally Social happen is always done by Sandy Marks, Marta Schantz, Kristen Weber, Ann Fawn, Elizabeth Bradley, Rushmi Papu, Ron K. Hughes, Joy Pocatella, and Anna Yeager. See you next time.